Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. They're an arrogant, ingrown, close-knit brotherhood like the Mafia. They're the product of a sick society. To hell with tomorrow. Their bag is today. Their bag is right now. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Oh, the hair on my neck just <laughs> straight up. With Ben Higgins. Thank God all these bottles I popped. All this paper I've been getting. All these models I popped. Stephen Woods. It's my job to pull that demon out of Ben Higgins. And I will do it. And Paul Reindel. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Ben and Woods. Oh, I do. <laughs> we came the wrong thing, dude. <laughs> On 97.3 The Fan. Yeah, you got Good morning, everybody. Let's get our heads right on a Thursday, February 16th, 2023. We are inching, inching closer. It's opening day. Everyone in this room certainly very excited about it. Everybody that I know personally, very excited. Padres fever uh, is sweeping the city once again. And this is where you come to talk Padres every single day. Ben and Woods, we really appreciate that. We've been very lucky in our careers that uh, the Padres started to take off right when we started. So I think about that at least four days a week. That, man, right place, right time is really, really the best way to get it done. We really appreciate you guys checking in. I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindle. He's our uh, executive producer, hard at work. Throw a lot at that kid every day, don't we, Benny? We do. We throw a lot at him. Handles it well. Handles it well with great, great aplomb. It's one of my favorite words. I've used it twice this week. You really hit the B at the end. Aplomb. 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 <laughs> Benjamin Higgins, your friendly neighborhood, bespectacled sports anchor. How are you, my friend? Oh, I'm all right. It doesn't feel like baseball season yet. No, it's butt it cold. Is. To this morning, Holy. 
Oh. Might have been the coldest morning, certainly this this winter. Maybe in the five oh years gosh. we've been doing morning shows and getting up as early as we have. And, I mean, only by a couple, three or four degrees, but it was it was appreciably colder. We're all this morning. We are all three. I think. In fact, I'm going to say I know. We're all three outside Parkers. Yes. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. When I have to walk out there in the morning, and then I get in the car, and I put the heat on, and I crank it, even though I know it's going to be 40 degrees of cold air blowing at me, I still I have to get the heat going, so you just have, kind of have to suffer through it. Now, it's not cold enough. Like, I lived in South Bend, Indiana. <laughs> like You walk out, you're like, oh, cool, it snowed seven feet last night. I have to scrape my car. I've got to dig my car out. And then I would go out and start my car an hour before I left for school. Like, it was, this is nothing like that. So it's not cold enough to where I need to go out and start my car in the morning to let it get warmed up. You'll have those remote start no, cars. No, I don't have a can, remote but, No, but they do. They do, where you yeah. Just from the house, you, like, hit it on. And, and it stays on the locked, and, which is great. Yeah. It's great. I don't have that. I'm, I'm not fancy. I did not take that upgrade because, well, we live in San Diego, California, and it would, to me, would be a little bit of a waste of, of money because, you're A, you're not going to use it much, B, it's probably pretty expensive as an add-on, uh, and I it's not that cold. But the first seven minutes of my drive in, like by the time I get to the freeway, I'm like, oh, my God. And then about seven minutes after that, I'm turning the air back on because I'm roasting hot. So it's just the whole thing is just not comfortable. You know, I will say that especially in Southern California where space is at such a premium, we do have a garage it's supposedly a two-car garage, although I have no idea how you'd ever get two cars in it. But we need it for so much storage space Same. that sometimes we can get a car in there. But even if we could, we still have to park someone in the driveway. So whoever leaves first can't park in the garage, otherwise they'd be blocked in. Right. So I'm always going to have to be the one who parks. I, I get in late, I leave early, I'm always going to be the one who has to park outside. And this was definitely one of those mornings that was just... Very, very chilly. We have a out. we have th- a three car garage. One car is on the side, so you would have to. There's no way you could put put a car in it. You could put a motorcycle in it, but it's on the side, so you'd have to pull up the driveway, shimmy your way into a very tiny. Hannah has uh, has taken that as her her gym, so that's her gym. She also parks her car in the garage. The left side of the garage is for all the kids' bikes and strollers. And baseball bags and golf bags and everything else. So yeah, I mean it's fine. I'm 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 fine with it at this point. But uh, yeah, mornings like this morning sucked. It was it's colder than it was. It's so cold. And then of course you get in the studio and it's one degree in here. So uh, listen, enough bitching, enough pissing and moaning. Uh, we're all in it together. All right. How was everyone's uh, day yesterday? Anything exciting happen at all? Exciting. Well, I wouldn't go so far as to call yesterday an exciting day, uh, but today could be an exciting day. How so? Uh, I would like to wish my wife, Shelly, a happy 21st wedding anniversary today. So that's going to be an exciting day for you? Well, it's a, certainly a momentous a day. A big, big momentous day. Yes. I, I mean, we don't have anything exciting planned today. That's coming later this weekend. Well, I don't know if anything's exciting after 21 <laughs> years of marriage, but... Maybe some sweet and nostalgic <laughs> days ahead of us. Excitement's not high on my list of priorities anymore. <laughs> you kind of get to a point where you're not looking for 
Excitement. Excitement. You want actually probably less excitement. Exactly. Yeah. Just I want peace. And, yeah, peace and harmony. Exactly. Love. Quiet. Good good things also. Yeah. But excitement is not something I'm out there craving. We're not gonna go tandem skydiving or anything overly exciting to celebrate twenty one years. Please go tandem skydiving. <laughs> I would love to see it uh, so very much. Happy anniversary. 21 years is a very, very long time. Uh, it reminds me, I I was going to wait on this, but it, remi- it reminds me of a clip that I saw in a new show on Netflix last night, and I wanted to play it for you guys. And I don't know that Paul found it as, as interesting as I did, but I found it very interesting, and I think... Uh, anybody out there, honestly, man or woman, if you like the game of golf, you'll love Full Swing on Netflix. You'll just love it. It's just really well done. And uh, there is an episode two, without giving any spoilers or anything, but it relates, Ben, to what you were just talking about with your 21 years together. Brooks Kepka is kind of the feature in part two. He's a very polarizing person, happens to be one of my favorite golfers. Go figure. Uh, he jumped. He made the jump to live. He's over on the live tour. But this is focusing on him kind of honestly wrapping up his PGA Tour career. And I think his mental state uh, is what pushed him over to live. And there's a part in it when he actually says, and I don't want to spoil it because I can't hang with these guys. I cannot do it. He was in to watch a man who with so much confidence, so much swagger, be in the blender fully. Just it just. I haven't gotten to this episode. I watched the first one, but to to think of a guy who he, he felt like the guy who was putting the other guys in yes. that blender. Like, how are we going? To how are we going to beat Brooks? Keep up with Brooks Kepka. I mean, the guy is dominating majors, for, four majors. You know, my friend. a two and a half year period. It's like world number one for the the long. He had a long ass stretch as world number one. The guy can't win a tournament now at the time. So this is filmed last year, but there's a scene in it that jumped out. To me, and you mentioned your anniversary. Now, he, this is like weeks before he's going to get married to his uh, fiance, Jenna. He has just finished the Waste Management Open. He was in contention. He blew it, bogeyed 16, fell out of contention, and shows up back at home. And that's the thing we never think about with professional athletes. We, we always know, hey, we see him at the park, we see him go out and do their job. What's what's it like to go home after you've taken an O for four and you've booted one and you cost your team the game? Or what's it like to have you know pissed the tournament away? Essentially, it's hard to turn it off. And so here he is sitting down, and his wife wants to show him all of the fun things that she's gotten for their wedding. I remember leaving thinking like, man, I really had that golf tournament there with a chance to win, and I'm not winning. What the? F-? It's just a terrible. Two shot on 16. Made a stupid bogey, which was kind of (laughs) kicking the nuts. I don't need. I have my. I guess this would be. I don't foresee me ever wearing this, but this is the last time I could wear it because it says future Mrs. Kev Gomez. (laughs) (laughs) I used to be good at getting away from the game at home. (laughs) This is a bikini cover up. Uh, It is. Very bridal. All of a cover up in that. But lately, I cannot figure out how to turn it off because I've been playing so bad. This thing can consume you. And then it's Wednesday. Perfect. Perfect. Jenna will be talking to me, and I'm thinking about my damn golf swing. It's so, to watch his face as she's playing dress up, 
bringing her stuff out of the closet, and he's sitting, like, petting their dog, and he goes, yeah, yeah cool, perfect. He's vacant. He's gone. His, his mind is on 16 in Phoenix at the Waste Management Open. And to watch that, it jumped. I mean, we've all done it. We've all done it. Your wives, you're like, uh-huh. Yeah, but 21 years, Ben. You know, this, they haven't even gotten married yet. And this is how it is. So he's got to learn how to leave it at the course. It's not easy to do. I think there's some people out there who are probably thinking, why doesn't she have a little more awareness? I mean, he just came off, obviously, a big disappointment. Is this the way she should be greeting him? But I look at it the other way and say, this is someone who's enjoying her life and happy and, you know. About to get married. Trying to, you know, lighten the mood. And I, I think... I think I totally understand her perspective as well. Why wouldn't why wouldn't you try to be that way? No when, doubt. You know, get stop thinking about golf. You're not playing golf right now. You know, get your mind off something else and not your golf swing every single second of the day. That can't be good for you to be stressing about it. I we I saw the first episode and uh, Justin Thomas's dad, who's his coach, is a golf pro. I uh, had I thought the great piece of advice that. You can't just dwell on the bad round. You know, you just have to move on to the next one. It's everyone's going to have a bad day. Whatever you do in life, every day is not going to go as perfectly as you hope it's going to be. And all you can do is try to move on to the next one and, and try to make that better. But if you just sit there and dwell dwell on the mistakes and what you did wrong, and you know, just you fume and you stomp around, how is that helping you in the future? So. I, I love that that theory that, you know, you can only control what's happening next. What's in the past is in the past, and you kind of have to let it go a little bit. God, it was so, it's so well done, and I, it's great advice. I've, I've gotten slightly better at leaving a bad show in the studio, slightly. Um, not perfect by any stretch. I'll, I'll definitely drag it home with me and, and, you know, probably take it out of my wife and, and kids sometimes. But I certainly, uh, it's top of mind. Not to do that, you know, and, and I've gotten much, much better, much, much better uh, than I used to be. I used to just go home and, like, lay in bed and think about how terrible I am and how bad our show is and, and what I need to do to get better. But it's just uh, if, you, if you like golf, you will, you'll love it. If you don't like golf or you're on the fence, if you're on the fence about it, go watch it, man. It is so well done. And to see behind the scenes, uh, they really knocked it you out of the park. You don't really need to know. They explain golf they explain- to the – non-golf people they literally say okay this is how a tournament works you're going to play four days if you're lucky you play the first day and then the second day then there's a cut line and if you're above you know below they, that they explain par and yeah, birdies yeah. and bogeys and what what they mean you can really come into this show with pretty much zero golf knowledge and if you're interested in people competing at the highest level of their profession and what it's like for them behind the scenes. It is it is fascinating. It really, really is yeah. good. It's really, really well done. That's on Netflix. It's called Full Swing. And, I mean, that scene, that scene just killed me. It just killed me. So she's in the blender because she doesn't know how to get him out of the blender. And you watch this man open up. He bears his soul. Mr. Cocky, Mr. Arrogant. You know, everyone calls the guy a huge D. I've always liked Brooks. I, I mean that's that's like my guy, and so to watch him just go, I'm done, I'm dead. It's it's wild to see the 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 lack of confidence in this person, and he bears his entire soul. And I saw people, I saw people saying, "Oh, I hate him more now." I'm like, how could you possibly hate him more? Like it's it makes him so re- um so relatable 
to anybody that has a career in anything that cares about it. So it's really well done. Check that out. Uh, sorry to inundate you guys with golf and sports at the same time during foreplay, but I liked the uh, transition from and, anniversary and to now, that. Now I know that I can go to a secondhand store somewhere and buy a shirt that says Future Mrs. Kepka. Future Mrs. Kepka. <laughs> if you find that, nothing would make me happier than to see you. She can't wear it anymore. Wearing, so. Yeah. Someone out there has probably bought it and is that wearing one, it around. Her cover-up wouldn't fit on your arm, by the way. She's tiny, <laughs> tiny, and you are not, and we are not, and I get it. But check it out. You guys will really dig it. All right, let's let's uh, let's get to a fun Thursday show today. Really looking forward to our guest coming up at 7.35 this morning. The Athletics' Evan Drellick has come out with a new book. I think it was released on Tuesday, actually, this week. It's called Winning Fixes Everything, and it's about the Houston Astros' Cheating scandal, but I think it kind of goes beyond that. It does. There were some headlines this week that came out about the Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, you know, participating possibly in some cheating of their own in an MLB investigation. That all came from this book as well, and uh, Dave Roberts was responding to it yesterday, and we're going to have uh, Evan on at 735 to talk about uh, that story, his book, and much more. So definitely looking forward to that. All of our normal features, obviously the Padres, now full pitchers and catchers reported to spring training. Position players uh, report on Monday, but I think a lot of them are already there. They are, they're rocking it and rolling. Uh, more details coming out on the Michael Walker signing this morning as well. So uh, we will get into all of that coming up. Our usual features like uh, Real or Fake instead of Take on Woods today. Don't do this. The Rindle Report all coming up as we head into toward 10 o'clock on a Thursday morning. Glad to have you with us. Polly, Woodsy, Ben, Ben and Woods. We'll start with a check of traffic and then get into it on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Oh, listener Steve. Listener Steve knocking this one out of the park. You almost seem happy you lost. If I knew he was going to play Motley Cruz without you, then I would have tanked the game on purpose. Very, um, I mean, that's what you did back in the 80s. You're a hard, you're like a metal band, and you sing about partying and drugs and girls, and then you had to drop a ballad. You just had, it was like the formula. And so that's what the crew did. Motley Crew. That was my uh, homework assignment, right? The theme was cheesy 80s love songs. Doesn't get much cheesier than this. But well done, listener Steve. You can beat me anytime, pal. How about that? How about that for a drop, Polly? Yeah. <laughs> well done. Speaking of uh, almost tanking a game on purpose. What'd you think of the uh, What'd you think of the Aztecs game last night, Woodsy? Uh, I'm glad you asked me about the Aztecs game last night, Ben. I have uh, pre-prepared something for you. As an AI language model, I do not have access to real-time information. But as of my knowledge, cut-off date of September 2021. Same. The San Diego State Aztecs men's basketball team had a strong season in 2020-2021. Finishing with an overall record of 23 and 5 and earning a berth in the NCAA tournament. That's right. Damn right. They advanced to the second round before being eliminated by Syracuse. Yep, freaking Syracuse. The Aztecs have been consistently competitive in recent years, yes. with multiple NCAA tournament appearances and conference championships under their belt. They have a strong program and a dedicated fan base, and they are expected to continue to perform well in the upcoming seasons. There you go. Thank you for that analysis. You're welcome. This uh, sounds a little. Force or something. So, do you want to hear the the why? Well, I, I mean, the why should be fairly obvious. The game didn't start until after eight p.m. Well, for you, I was up till midnight watching Full Swing, ah, num- number one. Uh, so, I went to my office. I put the kids down. Went to the office to turn on my office television. Hit power. <laughs> couldn't. It was snow. I'm like, ah, uh, so I go into my bedroom just to see if my cable's out. No, worked fine in my bedroom, worked fine uh, in the other room. But I wanted to get some work done and watch the game. I couldn't figure out my, I couldn't get it on. And I was like, all right, should I watch it on my phone maybe? And then, so I hit the input button and it went to Netflix and full swing popped in my head. I go, let me check this out. Four hours later, I'm laying in bed going, I need to go to sleep. I watched like four episodes, and I started at 8 p.m. Well, would so you like, I apologize. Would you like me to recap all eight baskets from the game last night? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I did see the final score this morning, and, and how it worked was I said, hey, Paul, did you watch the Aztecs game? He goes, yeah, I fell asleep at halftime, uh, 45-43. And I go, oh, well, let me go check the score to see what the final score was. <laughs> And I go, no, no. I go, hey, you just said you fell asleep and it was 45 43. He goes, no, no, that's the final score. I'm like, what the hell happened? I woke up and I saw the score and I had to wipe my eye. Did they forget to do the second half? What happened? Was the game called early into the second half? What what was the score at halftime? 25 23. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
Oh my God! What the hell? <laughs> and happened? And then the second half was even lower scoring than the first half. It was brutal. It was an absolutely ugly, hideous basketball game for both teams. I mean, Fresno State kicking themselves. They uh, they could have easily upset the number twenty-one team in the country if not going. Two for 25 from three-point range. Oh, my God. I mean, and by the way, most of those 23 misses were utter bricks. I mean, so such bricks that even San Diego State couldn't rebound them because they were flying 20 feet from the basket off the misses. They were bricking so hard on their shots. What in the world? Turnovers, steals. I mean, the defenses play hard. Obviously, it's um, Justin Hudson. It was a former Steve Fisher, Brian Dutcher assistant who plays the same kind of defense, pressuring all the way, and, you know, it's a road game, and San Diego State did not protect the ball as well as they could have, and, you know, they turned it over a bunch. Fresno State turned it over a bunch. San Diego State couldn't make anything. I mean, even the alley-oop, like perfect alley-oop dunks, they missed two of those. <laughs> Just nothing would go into the basket. Matt Bradley, leading scorer with 10 points 10 that that led the aztecs in a win on the game last night they missed 10 free throws as well they went oh eight, eight of 18 Lord. from the free throw line they've tried very hard to lose that game and i know i've said many times there are no bad road wins in the mountain west but that they they're putting that saying to the test with that game last night because fresno state's a bottom of the pack team you definitely didn't want to lose that one um, you know, you're still clinging to a one-and-a-half game lead over Nevada and Boise State. That would have been a very bad loss for the Aztecs. But uh, even though Fresno State had about four chances in the last minute and a half, it was 45-43 for the last, like, two minutes or so, and Fresno State kept getting the ball and rebounds and throwing up shots, three-pointers that would have given them the lead or the win. They had a 3.3 seconds at the end of the game. Uh, the Aztecs were up two. Fresno State had the ball. San Diego State had a foul to give. They'd only committed five fouls. So the announcers, everyone are going, all right, they're going to inbound it. Aztecs will foul, try to bleed another second or two off the clock to make it difficult. So that's exactly what happened. Uh, they tried to hack the guy with the you know ball several times, you know, and the referees just wouldn't blow the whistle. And he ended up getting off a three-point shot at the top of the key. Oh, no. They hit the back of the rim. If it had gone in, Fresno State would have walked it with a 46-45 win. But they didn't make anything. It just was an ugly, ugly ugly game. I mean, the Aztecs scored 43 in the first half on Saturday against UNLV. They scored 45 in the entire game last night at Fresno State. Still a dub. Still a dub. 12-2 and two in the Mountain West. Pretty damn good, man. Pretty damn good. Escape. They escaped the Central Valley, and sometimes that's all you really need to do. Is it, just... it may be one of those games, too, where like, you get on the bus and Dutch is like, flush it. I know we won. Just flush it. Just forget everything that happened. We're not going to go. We're not going to pick this one apart, fellas. Let's just let's let's thank each other and and you know thank God we got a win. Let's get the hell out of here. Let's never speak of this again. <laughs> just move on. Who's the next opponent? Don't look at the film. Uh, yeah. So they have a bye this weekend, and then they're home against Colorado State, another kind of bottom of the pack team on Tuesday night at Viejas Arena. Okay. 
Man. Another 8 p.m. start. So well, we'll be we in Arizona. Ex- we won't expect Woodsy to be staying up to watch that one. <laughs> no, we'll be in Arizona. At the That's time, a good point. So Nine o'clock start then. Probably won't even mention <laughs> in Arizona. Really getting late. Probably won't mention it on Wednesday just because. Well, I'll watch it. You know me. Yeah, we'll we'll just be at spring training. So. Let's see. Uh, Adam Seiko, who's been on fire, uh, zero points on one shot. Not a great game for him. You and me will just be in our rooms asleep. And we'll hear Ben in the living room. Come on! Come on! Yeah. Lamont Butler great. scored two points. Darion Trammell, four Come on! points. Let's go. Defense. <laughs> it's been a minute. I haven't heard from Coach K in a while. In a while. Come and on! He's retired. So yeah. Enjoying his life. Let's right, go, Duke. Let's, let's uh, come back. We'll talk about. Uh, I want to. I want to get into some of Rob Manfred's comments about the Padres yesterday. The commissioner of baseball in Arizona, and talking about the San Diego Padres and a couple of other topics that should interest Padres fans as well. Yesterday, uh, he confirmed that for the first time, the Padres will be paying into the revenue sharing system in Major League Baseball rather than receiving a check from Major League Baseball. They will be contributing. To the fun for the poorer teams out there. And I'm not, I'm kind of mad about that. I'll tell you why when we come back with Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. I'm both a little mad and a little confused after hearing comments from baseball commissioner Rob Manfred yesterday, specifically about your San Diego Padres. Mad. Yes. Are we? I am mad. Are we looking for reasons to be mad these days? I'm not the kind of person who looks for reasons to be mad. Well, Can I just say that? Normally, I am. People do. I am not one of those people. Normally, I am. But I have seen more bitching 
about this team in the last four days than I ever imagined that I would before they've even played one game. The patch is too big. Their social media is not doing enough. Where's Manny Machado? I'm sitting here going, what? What? I'm not, I'm Can not we mad, let some I'm stuff not at play? The raise at, at the least bit, but I do feel like Major League Baseball should be putting the Padres on a pedestal right now and like pointing out, okay, this this is what's right about our sport, everybody. This is this is the dream. This I, is I can what, get behind that. This is what we want to see from you know as many franchises as possible, and yet that's not what we heard from Rob Manfred yesterday. We're going to get to that audio coming up. First, a reminder, all guests on Ben Woods appear on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet by New Road. So we're going to hear some audio from Rob Manfred you're going, to, you're going to hear kind of an upset and angry Ben talk about it and why I think the Padres aren't being treated very fairly. And we'll do that after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fam. Rob, by most traditional measures, the San Diego Padres are a small market team, whether it's population or television market size. On the other hand, they have the third highest payroll in baseball this year. Are they the exception, or could they be the roadmap for other smaller market teams to work their way into the same status where the Padres are right now? Look, I, I think there's um, real positives in the Padres story. Um, I think that uh, the investment uh, that the club has made in, in, in talent has allowed them to grow their revenue to the point that they're a payor, uh, will be a payor under the revenue sharing system um, this year. The trick for smaller markets has also always been sustainability. You know, uh, it's hats off to Peter Seidler. He's made a massive financial commitment personally to, to making this all happen. And, you, you know, the question becomes how long can you continue to do that? Um, and what happens when, you know, you have to go through a rebuild? But um, I, he, they have done a really, really good job of capitalizing on their talent by to drive their revenue. All right, I'm irked. Do you know why I'm irked? I can I can see why you'd you'd be irked a little bit. That was Jeff Passan asking Rob Manfred about the San Diego Padres yesterday in Arizona. Yeah, it, it I mean look, anytime I have a chance to bash the commissioner, I'm I'm here for it. So um I can see why you're irked. The the question that can the word, the the big key word that always comes up when as it pertains to the Padres is Sustainability, always the the sustainability of other clubs that make splashes on the free agent market or make you know trades and et cetera, et cetera. I rarely see it. I rarely see the sustainability of the Yankees being called into question. The Dodgers, the Mets. Now, again, you're talking about New York and L.A., uh, but other teams have gone for it, man. Other teams, the Red Sox have gone for it. Um, they've spent a ton of money, didn't win a ton of games. I never really hear about the sustainability of those clubs. Is that what irked you so much? A little bit. I mean, you know, and, and I would love to see the Padres shock Rob Manfred and, and show that their model can be sustainable for a long time to come. I, I mean, I I don't necessarily see a rebuild coming up for the San Diego Padres. Do you? I don't. I mean, how how would they rebuild? How okay, let's go <laughs> let's go with the guys that are under contract. You know, for the foreseeable future. Let's start at the rotation. You Darvish under contract. Give me the dings. You Darvish. Um, Joe Musgrove. Joe Musgrove. 
Nick Martinez with some opt-outs and some creative stuff uh, in his in his contract. Uh, Michael Walker could be here for four years. Let's go around the horn. Jake Cronenworth. You got him for a couple more years, yeah. right? You've got uh, Hassan Kim, a couple more years. Yes. You got uh, Xander Bogarts, many more years. Andy Machado. Eh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Could, certainly working on possibly something that could lock him up for another decade. Not giving him a buzzer, but that doesn't yeah. get a ding. Trent, Trent Grisham. Three more years. You got him. You do? Yeah. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Many more years. Juan Soto. Two more seasons. Yeah, but, you know. So, at the very least, the next two years, Padres should have all these players. And possibly... More. You know, another possibly decade more. or so. I mean, no, no, no. But possibly more players. And possibly players that you add in June or, or add in July. At, at the very least, though, you're going to have Fernando Tetis Jr. and Xander Bogarts for more than a decade. Correct. <laughs> and any team just starting right there doesn't scream rebuilding to me anytime soon. But what really actually irks me, and I guess I was a little bit confused, is about the revenue sharing system in Major League Baseball. <clears throat> I actually thought it was a good thing, you know, for the a, a long time, because there is an inherent inequity between the different teams in baseball that doesn't exist in football. In the NFL, every team shares the TV pie equally. It's one national contract, and the checks that go out to the the New York Jets and the Arizona Cardinals and the Jacksonville Jaguars are all the same. They share an equal pie. In baseball, the pie is very unequal. The Yankees take in hundreds of millions of dollars a year in TV revenue. The Dodgers take in hundreds of millions of dollars a year in TV revenue. The Padres only take in, I think it was, they said, maybe $50 million? I mean, a, 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 like a monumental amount less than other teams because they play in a smaller TV market. And I always thought, well, it should be. It's fair to have those teams that have the advantage of just because of geography and where where they reside to help out some of the, the teams in the smaller markets because you can't have a league without teams to play against. You and, can't have leagues filled with teams from L.A. and New York. Exactly. And ba- you throw in Boston and Philly and then maybe on the West Coast, right. uh, you know, I, what's, the, what's the second biggest city on the West Coast? San Francisco? Maybe. So you got L.A. and San Francisco. San Jose, I think, technically. San Jose. Maybe you throw one in Vegas and call it a day. No, it doesn't work that way. So I guess I always thought, all right, I get that. You know, the Yankees can help out with their massive TV money to, you know, the Pittsburghs of the world. I don't love that some of those owners then just pocket that money and don't invest it back into their teams. I've never been a big fan of that. But the Padres have not been that team. They go ahead. They invest there they at least recently they've been investing that money in players and i thought all right well that's that's good but when i found out and it was confirmed by rob manford that the potters are actually going to be paying other teams money in the revenue sharing i don't get that i don't understand why the padres should have to pay out they're not taking in any more money in tv not a dollar more than they were last year or the year before that just because they have become better on the baseball field it hasn't changed the equation now they're attracting well more fans they're selling more merchandise those should be things that the padres get to keep yeah you you should get credit for that they're doing their business right they're actually attracting fans they should be able to keep that extra revenue but no they're gonna have to pay out even more and be less sustainable than according to Rob Manfred. You know, you could make the Padres more sustainable 
by saying, yeah, no, you you deserve to keep that extra revenue that you have created by generating more interest in your own product. That should be money that stays with the Padres to invest in their own team and not go to the Baltimore Orioles and the Pittsburgh Pirates because the Padres are attracting so many fans at Petco Park. No, it's a fair point. Uh, Latimer Ridley just tweets in, the Manfred quote is saying the quiet thing out loud, that Major League Baseball is structured to favor the big markets. Big markets are the clear priority, while small markets, in quotes, were never intended to be seriously competitive because that's what threatens the big market teams. And you're you're seeing... Um, you're seeing guys like Hal Steinbrenner going, crap, I can't keep up with the guy across town. I can't hardly keep up with the guy out on the West Coast uh, in brown and gold. So I I think that's a really astute point that you make and Latimer makes as well, Ben. I don't know how you fix that. Uh, There's a guy I've been following on Twitter. Well, the first thing I would do is I would make revenue sharing based solely on local TV broadcast rights only. So, you know, the Yankees who take in vast quantities more in the Dodgers. Yes, they should be sharing some of that money with baseball. But the Padres, who don't, who are one of the smallest media markets in the league, should always be receiving money from the bigger teams. They can't, They can't. no matter what the Padres do, they could win a 10 World Series in a row. They can't make their media market any bigger. Correct. So they're never going to massively increase their TV rights. They're basically, what they've done you're f- basically saying no matter what you do, you are pigeonholed into that small. You cannot. You cannot be successful long term. That's what Rob Manfred just Same. said. Yeah, he you did. Can, you are That's not allowed under our structure to be successful long term. What they've done to their brand is is staggering. I mean, it's through the roof. You see Padre hats in every stadium with the young players that they have. Uh, people want to be on board with this team. The bandwagon is full, and that's great. Let's keep that rolling because that things like that can help you be sustainable opposite of baseball's archaic kind of rules. So there's a guy named Joe Sheehan, uh, and I think he's one of the I know fa- Joe very well. Do very you? good friends with Craig Elston. Is that right? Many, many years. I've yes. been following Joe on Twitter. He's got so I don't know how he is on the air, but I'd love to talk to him because he's, we'll have money. he's got some of the, the, the best takes as it pertains to some of the financials of baseball. Somebody had tweeted him yesterday, it'd be nice if the revenue sharing data was made public so we can see how much each team gives up and how much each team receives. And he said... That is truly my dream. Evan Drellick, who will be joining us at 735, uh, published broad estimates a while back. But, man, you talk about data that would change the whole conversation. Those numbers would change the entire conversation because it would hold owners like the owner in Cincinnati, like the owner in Baltimore, like the owner in Pittsburgh. It would hold them accountable. Why did you get $70 million but your payroll was 30 And that's you got seven. let let's say it's 70 in revenue sharing, why'd you have a thirty-two million dollar payroll? That's that's before you sold one ticket, one beer, one hot dog, one one Adley Rushman jersey. Before you sold anything, you had seventy to play with. You played with thirty, and you kept forty for yourself. I mean, you can kind of glean some of it though, because other comments from Rod Manfred yesterday said, no matter what the Padres do this year, they are guaranteed to lose money. He said that yesterday that the Padres wow. will lose money this year based on their payroll. So why I didn't, I didn't understand that because they're going to lose money because of the luxury tax. They're going to lose money because they don't they don't make enough in local TV revenue to offset what they're paying their players in TV and revenue 
Exactly. That's the the major source of income for most teams is their local TV revenue. They won't make it but up by selling out every, they'll, almost they'll, every game they'll and sell, selling jerseys. Yes, and, there's, there's only so much you can make from selling every ticket. They could sell every ticket this year to Petco Park. They could set records on merchandise, and they will lose money this year. That's what he means by unsustainable. There's no so way Peter, Peter Seidler is going to be in the red. Yes. In 2023. That's what Rob Manfred said yesterday. There's no way for Peter Seidler to make money on this team. The like only goes against way, everything we've always only said. Way I know, can, me too. The, the only way he can make money will be by slashing payroll by tens or hundreds of millions of dollars in the That's future. not a good business if model he want, for if your, he wants for your to make money for his if for if he wants to make money, he cannot do it by putting this team on the field. All right, we will set up a GoFundMe for Peter Seidler and uh, we'll tweet that out. He's increased revenue massively. The revenue has gone way up. That's why they have to pay into the revenue sharing. So let's say the Padres, I don't know what the total revenues are, but let's say the Padres take in $175 million in revenue this year, up from probably around $75 million a couple of years ago. That's that's you know they've made a lot more money in revenue, but they're also spending way more in payroll. Their payroll has gone up more than a hundred million dollars. So net wise, they're actually losing more money. They were making more money with the smaller payroll and a team that finished in last place than they will with a bigger payroll and a team that finishes in first. So why are they paying money into the revenue sharing just because they're selling more tickets? Again, this is why I'm mad and frustrated. That's not how this system should work. No, that's not how a business should run. You know, I mean, hey, do everything the right way. Do everything the but right way. But a team like the Pittsburgh Pirates will make Boku bucks this year by keeping their payroll very low and being a payee in the revenue sharing system and getting checks from the big market teams and not trying. They will make big money. They will be rewarded for putting together a substandard product for their for their fans. What kind of business is successful when you reward? The o- mediocrity. You reward the owners who put a substandard product out, and you penalize the ones who put a great product out that people love. How how do you fix it? Well, the first thing I would do is I would I would make revenue sharing based solely on local television revenue and not on ballpark revenue. The NFL does that. The NFL they share all the TV money, but. When it comes to the kind of the in-stadium stuff, the Cowboys make more money because, well, they sell way more tickets. They got a huge stadium. They got fans all over the place. They get to keep that part. They're of their rewarded money. for blowing their brand yes, up. Yes, they are. So why don't they do that? Why don't, don't they? Don't why don't I they? Don't know. Why don't they take the whole thing, put it in the coffer, and say, "Hey guys, we got three billion dollars. Everyone is going to get stroked a check for three billion divided by 30. That's not how baseball has ever worked. It's always been a locally driven sport when it comes to TV money. Because, you know, it's not Sunday and tick, Sunday ticket and everyone's watching on one day and you watch all the teams like you do in football. Most people don't watch every Yankees game, you know? Only people in New York watch the Yankees game. So the Yankees say, well, we that's our money. That's, you know, they pay a little bit in revenue sharing, but they get to keep the vast majority of their TV money. Yeah, it's, no it, good. it's a bad system to me. It's a bad system, and it's frustrating. Well, the uh, SD says the owners make money when they sell the team someday, not year to year. I, I disagree. I think I think like Ben just said, many owners many make, owners money, make year year. money year to year. It's in the, the best. bad owners make money year to year. But the value, like he he does make a good point. The Padres today are worth ten times, are they? aren't they? Are they? Should they? Should they? Well, well if, if you know that you're committed, if you to know a you can't make money, is going to lose money every single year. <laughs> That's a good point. That doesn't help the value of your franchise very much. Hmm. 
more popular than they've ever been. Joe Boo says it's all designed to suppress player salaries, which I can get behind that, too. Of yeah. course. Wow, man. All right. Well, now I'm nervous. Thanks for making me nervous. All right, we got a Thursday real or fake game coming up. Chance to qualify for a trip to Las Vegas. Hour number two of Benna Woods next on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 